On January 6, 2022, the European Space Agency spotted an asteroid that was going to collide with Earth next year. So how come you haven't heard about it? And then we meet a married man who one day is scrolling through Tinder profiles. He's looking for a little side action. Instead, he finds a demon who wants his soul. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun, staying alive. I hope you're I hope you're alive. I hope you're not listening to this podcast as your final moments as a pack of dogs are chewing at you. That, that was grim. When I started off so dark, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now to lighten up the mood is one of our Thanksgiving live stream contributors. Give it up for Charlene. Woo! Come on in, Charlene. Yeah, yeah, get these dogs off of us. Ah! Beat them away with a stick. Charlene, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. If you can't support the show financially, support it with your mouth. That sounded weird. Just tell people about the show. Say, hey, Dead Rabbit Radio, if you, if you want to listen to a podcast where he threatens you with dog attacks, Dead Rabbit Radio is the place to be. Charlene, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit rocket ship. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command, and we're going to fly all the way out to orbit around planet Earth. We are fighting off those G-forces. And now we're floating around in zero gravity in our rocket you know what? It's interesting. One of the things I've learned doing this show, I've always been a conspiracy theorist. I've always been into the paranormal since I was about 12. I've been researching this stuff. But working on this show, I've started to realize something. I, I'm i shocked by what the conspiracy community doesn't talk about. I find it so odd. Right now, there's this big thing going around. There's like a photo of a black woman at the UN and she's looking down, and it's not a high-resolution photo. And she's, like, looking down, she has her hand raised, and people think that it's a space alien? This is all over the internet. I'll put a link in the show notes. I don't know how I can describe it any better than that. The photo looks weird, but once you look at it, you go, oh, I see, like, it's a blurry resolution. Here's her eye. She's looking down. She's wearing a black face mask. She has this hairdo. And it looks like Greedo. Right? It looks like Greedo is in the United Nations, but when you get another version of the... This is... I mean, it, you look at it for about a minute and you go, that's not a space alien. That's not a space alien. I thought it would be weird if a space alien showed up to the United Nations that didn't tell anyone. It's just a really bad resolution photo. And you can go to the YouTube link and click on it, and like I think it's like it's seven minutes in or something like that. But anyways... You see it, and it's weird. It is weird looking, but it's a human. You can look at it from any other angle. And so that's going around right now. That's been a big news story past 24 hours. I'm recording this episode on Tuesday. And I remember the one time when Biden was apparently a hologram, or or, or everything else was a hologram, and Biden was walking through the hologram, and the, the reporters looked tiny. You're like, Jesus, what in the world are you talking about? No, I don't remember when a giant President Biden came walking by. I'll put that video in the show notes, too. That was a big talk of the town. People still, I saw someone recently talking about that. The implication is Joe Biden is, I guess the implication is Joe Biden's either a giant 
Or the White House has the worst CGI team possible and they can't make him look normal. I think the implication is like he's running the country from like some green screen room or something like that. And if, I find it fascinating. I find all of these stories fascinating. And, and some of these things you look at for a minute or three minutes and then you go, oh, wait, Joe Biden's not a giant. He's a normal sized person. And this is just a weird camera angle. And then this was totally what I'm about to tell you. I stumbled across. This story was completely slept on. No one was talking about this. Nobody. I can't believe this is not a main topic of conversation in the world of the conspiracy theory. On January 6th, 2022, asteroid 2022 AE1 was detected. So the European Space Agency has all of these telescopes aimed up at the sky, which is where a telescope should be aimed at, unless you're a pervert. And they detected AE1 floating through space. Now, by the next day, all of these telescopes are running all of these algorithms, like how close is this going to get to Earth? The very next day, it's classified as potentially dangerous. The European Space Agency, they're looking at all this stuff, and they realize this is moving so quickly through space, there is no way it will swerve away from Earth. Sometimes when asteroids are coming, they get caught in the gravitational field of another planet or of the sun or of our moon, and it glides away peacefully. They were looking at this in January going, this will most likely hit Earth. We don't know where it's going to hit. We think it'll be somewhere in the equator region. So that's a lot of ocean, but also a lot of land. And the day it was supposed to impact July 4th, 2023. Now, is this a civilization killer? No. But had it hit a populated area, it could have destroyed a city. And it's coming on our Independence Day. Did you hear any of this stuff? Asteroid, potentially dangerous. It's not going to move out of the way. And the European Space Agency is saying there's a very, very high chance it's going to hit Earth on July 4th, 2023. They're observing it very closely for that week in January. January 6th, it's discovered. Algorithm gets run, and now the scientists are looking at it each day. But there's this thing that happens in space. The, the moon floats around. Everything floats around, right? And as the telescopes are picking up on this asteroid, and it's pretty far off again, right? It's going to be about a year and a half before it hits us. The moon blocks our view of AE-1. This story is 100% real. This story happened this year and no one's talking about it. The moon blocks our view of AE-1 and the telescopes can't see it. And the scientists are like, well, you know, I mean, the moon's only going to be there. <laughs> the moon's only going to be blocking it for about a day or two. But when the moon moves out of the way and when the telescopes can once again catch AE-1 and steady its trajectory, when the moon moves out of its way, it has changed course. It is no, it has zero chance of hitting the Earth now. None. It's been removed from potentially dangerous. And there you go. What in the world just happened? This is 100% a legit story now. The conspiracy theory side says aliens, right? This asteroid was coming towards Earth. Aliens directed it. 
They didn't want to be discovered directing it. So you can calculate all this stuff. You know where the moon's going to be. It's not a surprise, right? And as the Earth and the move are in that endless cosmic dance, this alien ship, they're sitting there. They're tapping their little space watch. They're like, come on, come on, come on. We want to move this thing. It was headed towards Earth. It gets redirected. Now, that's the conspiracy theory side. Again, I can't believe nobody talked about this. The scientific side, they go, it happens. Right? They're just kind of... It's so weird. They don't really have an answer for it. They go, listen, here's the thing. Sometimes we see that asteroids are going to hit Earth, and then they don't. So that happens. On to the next one. That was... That was... I'm, Sound like I'm being glib. That was a quote. On to the next one. He said, yeah, sometimes they, we, it, their calculations were not wrong. They're not saying their calculations were wrong. They're just going, sometimes weird stuff happens, right? Space is weird. And we have to constantly adjust things, but it's not going to hit. And I would accept that as a scientific reason. However, the fact that the moon blocked our view of this potentially dangerous asteroid, and we don't know why it moved away. Fascinating story. I'm not saying an alien of the I'm not saying an alien of the UN isn't fascinating or giant President Biden isn't fascinating, but it's so weird. This is what makes me think like there are elements in the conspiracy theory community who say this is acceptable to talk about because it's super, super distracting. And we won't even mention this. I can't believe this wasn't bigger news. I feel like a broken record that I keep saying that. And that's one of the things I love about doing this show. We cover 10 topics a week. And we discover stuff like this. And it's just so weird. I thought this would be bigger news. Originally, right? Even that first week of January, people should have been talking about the Independence Day disaster. Like in 2023, like all those doomsday predictions and stuff like that. Where were they? And then that it just stopped threatening earth when we couldn't see it it moved out of the way fascinating fascinating it's a fascinating story about how fragile life is on this planet and it's fascinating that this story did not get a lot of play in the conspiracy theory community either when it first happened or now because now it's getting out about oh you know it got diverted <laughs> what what is going on fine let's look at more blurry photos of a un meeting because that it can be fun, but you can easily go, oh, that is a normal human photographed under really bad lighting conditions and really blurry resolution. Can we get, <laughs> as the asteroid is hurtling towards Earth and a UFO is a tractor beam and it's like, come on, come on, and throws it into the sun. Everyone's looking down at their phone, looking at giant photos of President Biden. I do have to admit, I do, I do love that conspiracy theory, but dude... Insane. Insane. Great story. And what caused that? Who knows? I did a story a long time ago. I'll put the episode in the show notes about Comet Elenin, which was another doomsday comet that was supposed to hit Earth. And I uncovered quite a bizarre conspiracy theory involving that one. I, I really like that episode. We'll put that in the show notes. But Charlene, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter Copter. We got to go back to weighing. We got to go back to being under the forces of gravity like a bum. Let's hop in the Carpenter Copter. We're leaving behind space. We're headed all the way out to Houston, Texas. We land in Houston. We're walking around, taking in the sights and the sounds of the city. And we are here because there is a man known as Luce. Now, that's his profile name. I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce it. Hey, Luce, what's up? Luce Goose. 
Lus, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Pronunciations are never my strong suit. He is posting on a forum that maybe some of you have been to. I highly doubt it. It's possible, though. My audience, I have a very, very diverse audience. It's a forum that I just discovered called Joy of Satan. These are Satan worshippers, but not like your classic Anton LaVey Satan worshippers, who use Satan as a stand-in for humanism, right? You know, it's just about the worship of self and being hedonistic and stuff like that. No, these guys, according to their website, actually worship Satan. Like, they acknowledge Satan as an entity, and he's like, Soon you can also have a pitchfork and wear red tights and dance around in hell with me. Satan. And so I'm still parsing through a lot of their beliefs. I was kind of poking around on that. Um, (laughs) From what I've already read, it is as insane as you would think it would be. Luce here is posting on Joy of Satan's forum, and he tells this story. He goes, listen, I was raised as a Christian, but I was never really into the whole thing, which probably explains why I'm on a forum called Joy of Satan. But, you know, I was raised as a Christian, and parents are a Christian and stuff like that. He says that he can decode reality. He, he goes on this long-winded rant about breakfast, meaning breakfast. Whoa, dude, you're blowing my mind, man. I didn't ever put that together in my 45 years of being alive. That it literally means I'm breaking the fast in between supper, and then you don't eat anything until the morning, and you would break the fast. Whoa, dude, really? Did you know television means tell a vision? I wonder, I wonder how much I could blow that guy's mind. He believes that life can be decoded like that. So he decides, you know what? Instead of breaking the fast, he starts fasting. He's not going to break the fast. He starts fasting. And, which I didn't find, right? That's There's a lot of benefits, health benefits to fasting. I mean, most people fast to have the health benefits. They don't fast because they're trying to be contrarian because they don't want to break fast. But anyways, he starts fasting and then he starts getting rid of fluoride. Fine, whatever. I don't have a big issue with fluoride, but I understand why people do. Fine, whatever. And then he starts running... Let me back up here. Intensely is his word. Intensely running in place every day. So you don't let me finish. You go, Jason, it's awesome. He's getting athletic. He's running around town. He's waving at people. Dogs are attacking Dead Rabbit Radio listeners. He's waving at the dogs. Running, intensely running in place. So now I want you to picture this man loose in his house in Houston, Texas, just running, running in place in his house. Hopefully, right? That's a little less weird because it's air conditioned, maybe. If he, maybe he's just in his driveway running intensely over and over and over again, and that should set the scene for where we're going, because this loose dude, speaking of loose, a couple couple screws in his head. Allegedly, right? Allegedly, I can't legally say that, I'm not a doctor. He also quits porn, that's totally fine. Porn, huge drain on the environment, produces more carbon than a lot of countries. Porn's horrible for the environment. More power to you, buddy. Quitting porn, you're doing the world a favor. Then, if that's not enough, he's running in place. He's like, oh no, I don't have anything to watch. I'm normally watching Pornhub right now. Uh, He's running in place. He starts doing extreme stretches. His word, okay, so first off, we can pretty much tell this guy takes things to the extreme. He doesn't just go running. He intensely runs in place. He begins doing extreme stretches. 
I don't know what that is. I imagine he's like a wacky wall crawler. He's like a stretch Armstrong. He's like, Ugh. he does extreme stretches for multiple hours a day. So again, I don't have a problem with physical fitness, right? I encourage it. But how do you, how do you stretch for multiple hours? I don't know what this guy does for work. Maybe he's a stretcher. Maybe he's like works at a construction site, and they're like, "Hey, we need this metal stretched out." Hey, Luce, you got it? He's like already on it, stretching out stuff. Um, or he's unemployed, right? Or he's unemployed because I don't know how many bosses would allow. Be like, "Oh, it's break time." Wonder what Luce is doing. There's just a guy jogging in place in your break room. He's like, "Ah, I gotta call OSHA about that guy." Multiple extreme stretches or extreme stretches for multiple hours a day. And he does this because he realized that his body had all of these muscular knots in it. I feel I have that right now. I've really been knot in my back that's like radiating to the front. It's not getting any better. So he's doing these muscular stretches. Now I know why I have a muscle knot. I'm overweight. And I sit in a chair for most of the day editing a spooky podcast. That's a big part of it, right? And I need to drink more water. And I need to stretch more. So I, I got to do extreme stretches. My stretches aren't extreme enough, apparently. But he says that the knots in his body are caused from the positions of a slave. He's constantly been in a slave, see? And, like, his knots have, like, tightened up. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, I guess, like, maybe he has to sit down at an office job and he's like, oh, my muscular knots. Every time my boss tells me to do something, I get a little knot in my body. I don't know. But anyways, he says that the knots are actually signed, like, they were created because of his slave life. But, you know, he's doing these extreme stretches for hours and hours and hours a day, and then he's running in place when he's not doing that. And he says he starts to really enjoy life. Again, there's a lot of positive to come out of being physically fit, quitting porn, watching what you eat, starving yourself, fasting for extreme amounts of time. You're kind of pushing it there, buddy. But anyways, he starts to enjoy life. We enjoy this loose, right? We like a guy who enjoys life. And then the very next sentence, again, he shows that something's not quite right. I mean, obviously, running in place, running in place all day. It's also a sign someone's not right. But he's starting to enjoy life. And when he's outdoors, he hears the birds. <laughs> He has a big smile on his face. He's like, you know it. And then like a crow comes by. Loose. Loose. He's like, oh yeah, that crow knows my name too. Apparently, apparently when he, apparently he's in such a good mood that he hears the birds singing his name and the name of his wife. So unless his real name is Tweet Tweet and his wife's name is Ka, he's, uh, this is a hallucination, right? It's funny because I believe in ghosts and I believe in demons and stuff like that. And I guess I believe at some point like an animal could talk. Maybe one somewhere like in the middle of Siberia in the 1700s. I wouldn't be shocked if it's happened once. But if a whole population of a whole population of a species, if I was walking around and I heard birds spreading the word about Dead Rabbit Radio, they're like, Dead Rabbit Radio, Dead Rabbit Radio. I would assume I've lost my mind. But um I, I guess I I guess I'm not stretching enough. I guess I'm not stretching my imagination enough to believe that this is real. So he says, like, now that he's cleaning out his uh 
pineal gland. It's decalcified because he's not on the fluoride anymore. And he's given up porn. All this stuff. He's starting to see the world the way it really is. He says that he now will every so often look at someone. And as he's talking to them, this is terrifying. This is where it gets spooky, right? Like, that was all... <laughs> Jason, this guy clearly has some mental issues. And you've been laughing about it the whole time. The whole thing's spooky. But this is this is where it gets creepy. Sometimes he's talking to people and he'll see their eyes shift to reptilian eyes. And I'm not saying it's spooky because I'm afraid he's actually talking to reptilians. When I read these type of accounts, I always wonder, what if I'm talking to this dude? Imagine you're talking to this guy, you're talking to Luce, you don't know what's up, and he sees your eyes become reptilian. And he kind of looks at you and he goes, ah, I knew you were one of them. You're like, what? And then he walks away. If, <laughs> if you're lucky, he walks away, right? He might start stabbing you right there. He says he also saw a woman shapeshift in front of him, but you know, life is good. It's interesting, because see, I do believe that there could be reptilian aliens, and I do believe in shapeshifters and stuff like that. I'm not saying that. It's interesting, because I do believe in the elements of the story, but I don't believe him. Does that make sense? Like, even a crazy guy can be wrong. Let me back up. Crazy guys are often wrong, but they can, if a crazy guy started seeing ghosts in their house... I would assume that he there's no ghosts. It's just him being crazy. But it doesn't mean I don't believe in ghosts at all. But anyway, so life is good. And that it's fine. You're not really damaging anyone at this point. I'm a little concerned about your knees from all the running and stretching. But one day he's on Tinder. Which is odd because he's married, right? He's on Tinder. He's scrolling through. And he sees a pyramid stretch. And there's a uh, photo in the show notes. And it's just one of those stretches where you're on your knees and you reach back and you touch the soles of your feet with the palms of your hands, right? And your body makes a little pyramid. I want you to visualize that right now. And if you are flexible enough, do it. Do it and send a photo to Dead Rabbit Radio. He He's doing this pose. And so picture that. I want you to picture that in your head. And then the next sentence is probably the least likely of anything he said. He said that, I don't know how, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is Hunter Biden, I don't know if this is Joe Biden's son, I don't know of any way this is possible, but he said when he is on his knees and he reaches back to put the palms of his hands on the soles of his feet, your chest, your head is bent backwards and really the highest part of your body is your chest. Really, your neck is too, but, you know, you can kind of see this visual. Your body becomes a pyramid. He said when he did this, he, he thought it might have been a demonic trap, honestly. He does it and he says that his he did it wrong. His chest was not the highest part of his body. His crotch was. For that, imagine that again. Imagine you're reaching back. Maybe you're doing it right now. You're reaching back and you're touching the palms of your hands to the soles of your feet. And your crotch is the highest part of your body. Like either this dude is hung, super hung, right? Which I doubt it because he would have started the story off like that. He goes, I have a three foot wiener. That's not how it starts. <laughs> if, you did, if you did have one, that's how every story would start. But he, how does that even happen? Now remember, the knees have to be touching the ground. The toes have to be touching the ground. It doesn't make sense. But he does this, and he thinks it's a demonic trap because he started convulsing immediately. Uh, 
Now, which would make sense if you spend most of your time stretching, the rest of your time running in place, and now you're taking this yoga pose, the pyramid pose, and you've done it so incorrectly. The only way your crotch could be the highest part of your body is if your head is under your feet and your chest has been crushed with a cinder block. That's the only way I can imagine this working. He starts convulsing, and then a demon shows up in him. A demon enters his body. What happens is he covers one of his eyes, the left eye, the evil eye, and this demon shows up and it says, I am the god of this world. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins music starts playing. If I die, this world resets. If I blank, he doesn't remember what the demon said. This world resets. I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume it was die again. But apparently, so this demon pops in his body and now he's possessed. And if he dies, the world will reset. He spends the next few days not really eating or sleeping, which I'm sure was kind of hard for anyone around him to tell that it was any less eating than he normally does. But his wife does get concerned, and we do have a real human in this story. She takes him to the hospital. Because he's not eating, he's not sleeping. His crotch is huge. His crotch is super swollen. She takes him to the hospital. He doesn't want to be there. You know, he's got stuff to do. He has a demon in his body. He has a world to destroy. And he says that it took six staff members to hold him down. That's a bit of a brag, right? If you are, if you're a mental patient, if you're a mental patient, you're being dragged away. I wonder if in facilities they're like, oh, that was nothing. It took eight guys to hold me down. And one of them, I bit his lip off. I'm, I'm, I'm eating it right now. Like, do they try to one-up each other? <laughs> do mentally insane people try to one-up each other with how they were caught? Anyways, he says it took six people to hold him down, and one of them ripped off his bicep. So, full it has to be a full-blown hallucination, right? Ripped his bicep off. His own words. And one ripped my right bicep off. So it's gone. It's like, basically someone grabbed a steak of meat, ripped it off. No, no, I need that bicep. It was my favorite one. And he's like, fine. Good thing he stopped watching porn. He doesn't need his right hand anymore. He's being held down by these guys. The other guy's like looking at this bicep. He's like, hmm. Total hallucination. This dude saw his bicep get ripped off. And they don't acknowledge it, right? They're like, no, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean I didn't rip off your bicep? And he's like, yeah, you did, yeah, you did. You're holding it right there. And this, again, is one of those things that's so creepy about, like, hallucinations. Imagine you're standing in a room, and a guy's accusing you of ripping off his bicep. And you're like, bro, what are you talking about? We were just playing PlayStation 5, everything was normal, and now your eyes are all crazy. They're a little, they're a little reptilian. And you're accusing me of ripping off your bicep? And that dude's point of view is you standing there. Like, you're just normal. He sees you as standing there holding a bloody piece of meat. Just looking at him. That's terrifying. It's like two completely different realities. And he sees you have ripped off a chunk of his body. While he's at the hospital, he meets a woman named Jenny. It's unclear if this is a nurse or not. I'm assuming it's a nurse in this cast of characters. A woman named Jenny comes into the room and has to remove his wedding ring because his fingers are swollen. You, know, you get a bicep ripped off, it's bad for the blood flow. Jenny takes off his wedding ring, and he has like a white band of flesh there. That that tracks, right? That makes sense, because if you're swollen, your fingers are probably red, and you don't have a little white mark there. 
from where the finger's not so swollen from the ring. And he notices that she is wearing a white lace ring. So he realizes that she has cast some sort of binding spell on him. He gets discharged from the hospital, and he begins texting Jenny. Apparently Jenny, <laughs> Jenny likes a man with one bicep. He begins texting Jenny, and his wife's like, please stop, <laughs> please stop. You know the medical bills that we incurred, you incurred, because of all this stuff? Yeah, uh, at least don't cheat on me. Also, what were you doing on Tinder? Why were you on Tinder? He's like, uh... He is texting with Jenny. I don't know what they're, I don't know what they're talking about, comparing rings. And she's like, dude, stop doing that. Stop connecting with Jenny. And he goes, listen, Jenny told me that I'm a victim of the monarch programming, which is an old trope in conspiracy theory. The fact that children, usually children are kidnapped by the government. There, There is a lot of truth to it, but they've made it this more elaborate thing. It's basically the idea that the government brainwashes people. And they do it as childhood. There is a lot of stuff to back that up. Whether or not it's still in operation today, it probably is. Whether it is on the scale, conspiracy theorists say it, it probably isn't. But there is a thing like monarch programming that does exist, right? He, But this doesn't. And he also says she's a clone. She's a living clone, an adult clone, and he's a member of the monarch programming. So, of course, you got to text the clone, right? Even if you're in a loving relationship, if you have the chance, if you have the chance to talk to a clone, you're talking to a clone. He ends up having to take medication because of, you know, all of this insanity. He ends up being diagnosed with something he doesn't tell us. And he ends up taking medication for his mental illness. He does say it, he stopped hallucinating. So it's interesting, this far in the narrative, he admits that he had trouble hallucinating. You're like, no, Dodge, I said I figured that out long ago. He didn't need to say that in the second paragraph. He says that he stopped hallucinating, but now he wants to kill himself. And, you know, that's no joke. Like, if you're suffering that much, change your medication. Go see someone. But anyways, so he stops hallucinating, but now he wants to kill himself. And this part threw me for a loop when I was reading this for the first time. I had to read it multiple times for it to make sense. He ends up... He's not hallucinating at this point, according to him. According to him and the magical elf sitting on his shoulder, he's like, you sure aren't, buddy. Everything's real now. He goes back to the hospital to have surgery on his, on his arm. Because apparently, even though he was taking the medication, he's not hallucinating, he didn't have a right bicep anymore. The dude... The dude actually ripped it off, apparently, and then kept it. And they, he says they reattached his bicep to his arm using the Achilles tendon of a cadaver. Which was good for him because he, lo he loves running so much now he can run on three limbs. Apparently his bicep really did get totally removed from his body. They preserved it in some sort of pickle brine. And then they got a cadaver's Achilles tendon and they've reattached it. He's doing fine except... He has a scar on his right arm where all of this happened that's in the shape of a satanic lightning bolt. And he goes, that's a sign. That's why I'm on this Joy of Satan forum. I believe the ultimate battle between good and evil, between God and Satan, between the demons and the angels, are being waged in my body. My body, my life, my spirit is the ultimate battleground. Absolute delusions of grandeur as well. Might as well put that on top of it, right? And that'd be interesting. He's probably not going to stay medicated a long time, especially if he's having thoughts of suicide. I hope he takes care of that. But think about it. Like, 
every sneeze you got, you're like, someone goes, God bless you. And you're like, you have no idea. You have no idea how much that helps, sir. That put back the forces of hell. And you're like, huh? Like everything that his body goes through, you would imagine he well, he would imagine, not you. He would imagine is a sign of this eternal battle. This is it. We're going to wrap it up like this. This really, really sums up how terrifying it would be to be with someone in a situation like this. Because in, 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 in this, in, Luce is a normal guy who's walking around Houston. When I say normal, probably has a job, probably has a car, probably has a house, someone's neighbor, someone's coworker. Something like that. And then he has these delusions. And again, imagine you as just you, right? A outside observer walking down the street. You you meet him on a sidewalk. This is how he talks about his wife. Imagine this type of interaction with just you, someone he doesn't know. Quote, my wife always freaked out when I talked about Jenny. And I think it's possible my wife is a Freemason. I straight up asked her if she is. And she started joking around, said the president of her country was a Freemason, and she carries a picture of her president everywhere. So what did I think she was? I really doubt this interaction happened. His wife has to know he's struggling with mental health issues. And when he goes, are you a Freemason? You would just lie, right? She could have a grand order in her closet. She could be a high-ranking member. You would just lie. Because you know that this guy has some serious delusions. But he goes, are you a Freemason? And she goes, well, what do you think? Here's a picture of my president. I'm, I don't know what country she's from. But she's like, here's a picture of the president in my wallet. And he's like, so are you a Freemason? And she's like, hmm, what does this say? I don't think she would lead on a guy who, first off, he's, he's in great shape, right? He can run, and he can do stretches, and I, I. but mentally he's in a bad shape. I don't think she would do that. I think she would just lie, or, or tell the truth. Maybe she's not a Freemason, I don't know. But let me continue here. I, I don't think she would go to mom. Let me continue here. Quote, I asked her again because I said it was a yes or no question, and she made the shh sign. She put her finger to her lip. And then... She said she was going to cut me up and spread my entrails in the street. I asked her again, and she finally said no. But they can lie to non-members. Did that, did that even happen? Did any part of that conversation happen? I mean, I'm sure he goes, are you a Freemason? And she probably said no. For the 100th time this hour, Luce, I'm not a Freemason. But in his mind, are you a Freemason? Here's a picture of the president, and he's a Freemason. So what do you think, Luce? Are you a Freemason? Shh. I'll cut you up and spread your entrails all over the street. No, I'm not a Freemason. That's terrifying. That's the conversation he heard in his head. And how do you react to that? She's sitting there and he asks her a question and she does say no. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that's what happened. But his brain created this thing and this woman who loves him apparently takes him to the hospital when he's not doing well, stays with him. As Luce is looking at her, she stares at him directly and goes, I'm going to cut you up and spread your entrails across the street. 
She's a beast. She's a demon. How do you deal with that? Because that's now he honestly believes that that has happened. That his wife has threatened to murder him. And is she? I don't know if she's on Joy of Satan. I don't know if she's a member of this forum. I don't know if she knows this is what he thinks about her. But it is what he thinks about her. And this is on the medication. So the medication may be getting rid of the hallucinations, the visual ones, but... Terrifying story. Tonight, a woman is lying in bed next to a man who believes that she threatened to cut him up and spread his entrails across the street. And that she's a member of this vast conspiracy against him. And as she sleeps peacefully, he watches her slumber. And trying to figure out if she is good or if she is evil. It is a question he asks himself every night. And so far, he's looked at her and said, no. She's a good woman. She loves me. But what happens on the night when he lays next to his unconscious wife and decides, no, this woman is not good. She is evil. She is darkness. She is my enemy. A terrifying true story straight from the mouth of the mentally afflicted. A man who believes the battle of good and evil is being waged in his soul. And everyone from his wife to random strangers are signs and symbols of that conflict. A man on the precipice of losing his mind. A man walking the streets of Houston, Texas. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. <laughs>